Hey y'all, welcome to the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We are your hosts, Margo and Abby. We are friends, teachers, and storytellers, but above all, we're anxiety warriors on a mission to raise awareness and understanding about anxiety and mental health. You will hear honest, engaging, and joyful stories from us and many other anxiety warriors about living with anxiety. If you're seeking a space to laugh, connect, feel inspired and empowered, and learn valuable tips rooted in mindfulness and more, your warrior community is here for you. Join us as we navigate this journey of life together. Welcome back, warrior family. Yay. We have another fantastic episode for you all today. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We had an awesome guest. His name is Vincent Lancey. He was, oh my gosh, so dynamic, so passionate, so interesting. Mm -hmm. I can't wait for all of you warrior listeners to be able to hear from him. Um, And before Abby jumps into her recap, let me let you all know a little bit about who Vincent is. Vincent A. Lancey is a Tampa, Florida-based entrepreneur dedicated to shattering mental health stigma. Through speaking engagements, books, and podcasts, he works relentlessly to normalize the conversation on mental health. After being the victim of a near-death hit-and-run accident while on foot, Lancey learned to prioritize his own mental health. At first, there was speculation if he would make it through the first initial night, but as he remained alive, the doubt switched over to that he may need 24-7 aid for the rest of his life, never going to the bathroom on his own, walk, or talking properly again. As he started to recover from a traumatic brain injury, he began speaking in TBI support groups. He wanted to do more to give back, so he launched the podcast A Mental Health Break to help others through shared stories. He incorporates the tools he has learned from over two years of weekly shows into his engagements. Lancey is a five-time published author who has also penned two books on the topic, Mr. Lancey Talks Mental Health and Mental Health Week, with a third book on the way. Although he does not hold a medical designation, he works with doctors, psychiatrists, and other mental health experts in his books and shows. All right, Abby, so let's launch into a little bit of a recap about this chat. Yeah. So this was, I mean, just such an inspiring and good conversation. You know, he, he starts off, he does share about how at the age of 21, when he was, you know, trying to be intelligent and safe by not drinking and driving, he walked home and was hit by a car and he woke up in the hospital after being in a coma for over a week. Um, And he was diagnosed with a traumatic brain injury uh, that basically led him to have to relearn how to walk and talk. And so he shares how like, you know, part of his anxiety story is noticing all the ways anxiety shows up and knowing how he wants to navigate it. Um, um, He shares a lot about how he's addicted to his dream of normalizing the conversation on mental health and supporting the younger generations with their mental health. Um, And he shares how the anxiety of being an entrepreneur and growing this big dream pops up a lot. And so some of the things he does is um, he has a really strong discipline and dedication to his vision. And so he shares a lot about the way he keeps himself organized and the way he sets himself up for success so that he can fulfill this dream. Um, This conversation was just so inspiring. And, you know, his he, what he hopes is for, um, you know, people to really like feel that they're not alone in whatever they're going through, you know, even if it's not the same thing. Um, and so just listening to his story and just hearing all the ways he sets himself up for success was just like such an, an inspiring chat. Yes. I love it. I can't wait for all of you warriors out there to hear from Vincent. His story is so powerful, so inspiring. So without further ado, here he is. Welcome back, Warrior Family. Yay! We are joined today by an awesome guest, Vincent Lancey. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Yay. All right. So we're just going to dive right into your anxiety. That's what we do here on the Anxiety Warriors podcast. Um, So share with us a little bit about your journey, how anxiety shows up in your life. It shows up in places where I don't want it. I would say, and now as you get older, you find ways to mitigate that or when it's coming, you know, find ways to eliminate that feeling. For me, being unorganized is very big anxiety driver for me. I've learned to use the whiteboard and I time block my days so I could stay organized on top of my things. As you guys both have so much going on, it's easier for me to stay focused and stay organized rather than thinking, what am I going to do next? What am I going to do next? Wasting time doing all of that. 
it just calms me down. And another key thing for me is the morning exercise. When mm -hmm. I wake up, I need to get my mental health boost, go to the gym or take a walk where I start thinking clearly, can relax a little and take on my day. When I don't exercise, I feel it's not a good day as far as productivity or happiness. I just yeah. don't have that balance. And then when I don't have that balance, I get anxious and we don't <laughs> want that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love, I love how you started with it shows up in places that I don't want it. Right. So will you say a little bit more about that? Because like I instantly had a flood of all the times and places anxiety shows up. I'm like, no, go away. You know? So will you, will you share a little bit more about, about that experience? When I have so much to do and I start to tackle a little load, then I find one more task that I didn't complete. <laughs> that's one example that happens as entrepreneurs there's a post-it note that gets found at the end of the day and oh. now I'm staying up late maybe at the end of a work day too when I'm excited to make it out of the house and work all of a sudden I'm feeling anxious for tomorrow I gotta stop get my whiteboard out plan everything out relax and it just goes back to the organizational thing because when we're yeah. younger it's easy to go all over the place in the beginning of business we take on so much we're so ambitious where we may put a little too much on our plate sometimes and when I do that, if I don't just keep things a little bit organized, I'm going to feel flustered and then it's going to affect other parts of my life. It's going to oh affect God. other parts of my day. And I need to make sure that, or be mindful at least, that other tasks deserve my extreme attention and effort. Can't let one thing carry over to the next, as may difficult mm. as that may be. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how you're tying this into entrepreneurship because I feel like we haven't actually really spoken about anxiety and like small businessing or anxiety and entrepreneurship. Um, and, and so I'm sure we'll talk more about that. Um, did, did you have anxiety in other areas of your life too, or is it something more like new when, um, you started becoming an entrepreneur? Well, definitely has heightened since then to start my story a bit. When I was 21 years old, I was the victim of a hit and run accident while on foot. I didn't want to get in the car with someone drinking or drink and drive myself. So I decided to walk home and I ended up actually getting hit by a car on that walk home. Mm. I woke up a week later out of a coma, about a week. I had to relearn how to walk, talk, my name, spell, you name it. I had to restart everything. So from there, the anxiety just came to new levels as there was just so much uncertainty, which I think is another driver of anxiety. Yeah. Um, when I was younger, I was anxious at times for sure. I can think back, but it wasn't to the point where I would describe it as affecting me. Mm -hmm. We would have our ups and downs, of course, but that's normal and that's human. And even as we get older, I think it's important to remember that the good comes with the bad. It can't all be peachy and it can't be great every day because that's just not the way it works. So mm -hmm. try to prepare for those more negative times, but we know how to stay afloat a little better than last time. Take a learning lesson from the last time something happened where my anxiety drove me a little past the point I would have liked to now <laughs> find more ways to just mitigate it. And I know it's going to happen sometimes. I'm going to be anxious at times. And that's just something I'm trying to accept more as I get older, not let it affect me, but me just recognize it and push it out of the way. Mm, I love that. Um, wow. I mean, I, just like, you were actively doing something that we've all been taught, right? Don't get in a car with a drunk driver. Don't cool. drive yourself. Like you were choosing a way to be safe at 21 years old. I mean, that is just like, I mean, I'm like speechless about that part of your story, honestly. Like I can't, I can't even imagine. And then just like waking up in a hospital and having to relearn everything. In life, sometimes expectations always aren't as met. And I, I talk about this in my first book, where when you study for an exam, you expect to get a good grade. When you go to the corner store to get groceries, you expect to put your seatbelt on, get in the car, get your groceries, go home, unpack your groceries. But some, and for that bar, I left, I left out that night with my expectation to get my bed with my dog and sweatpants and all of that. And unfortunately, my expectation didn't work out that time. But you can either sit and sulk, cry, why me, why me? Or you, you find a way to turn something negative into something a little more positive. And when I spoke at graduation for my MBA, that was my first real speaking gig, I guess you could say. And there was over mm. 8,000 people, 8,500 wow. people. So I got those nerves out of the way right away. I felt I had some people in the audience cut to me later that day or after my event. And they said, hey, they really felt what I said and they resonated with it. So I said, maybe I can do this a little more seriously started tapping mm. into my network, getting some paid speaking gigs right away, getting my confidence up. And then you start experiencing the ups and downs in entrepreneurship. And now here we are eight years later, 
still kicking and just really focused on mental health and entrepreneurship. That's where I focused on. And I feel when we talk about just what you said, the entrepreneurship, people ask me, are you in entrepreneurship? Are you in mental health? I don't feel there is an entrepreneurship without mental health. Mm. If I don't have my mental health in line, I don't think that I'll be able to work, let alone much else. Yeah. I'm dying to know, Vincent, like this, first of all, the story, like Abby said, is, is just so wild. It's so incredible. And I feel like rendered speechless a little bit by it as well, but I just hear so much energy and resilience and resolve from you, um, obviously years later. So I'm curious, like after this experience, right, when you woke up from that coma and you had some kind of understanding of what had happened and what was going to be expected of you from then on to, to regain your life, basically, literally, like, where do you think you got that inner resolve? I'll tell you something. I'm a short guy. I had a huge leg brace on me because I had a broken tib fib. My, not to be graphic, but tib fib, a bone comes out of your leg and it sticks out. They have to line it back up and they put a rod in so it can grow around it. Yeah. So I had this thing bigger than me on my leg and I'm in a bed at the same point my brain is on a level where my nurse had asked me after the coma, what school do you go to? I responded Pulaski Road Elementary School. And that was where I went to elementary school. So I was a 21 year old finance student, but I thought I was in kindergarten. Wow. My, my brain was a five-year-old. My body was 21. So there was just a whole bunch of things like once you get to the point of accepting it, because you're in denial forever. Like I didn't, I didn't do anything wrong. I, I got hit from behind. You, you don't, you don't, you did nothing wrong. And it was someone I didn't know. And he changed my life forever. Mm. But from that point, when you accept that you're going to let somebody else, you know, win this bout, you know, quotes, air quote, but my, you know, my mom took a month off work, was in the hospital with me, my aunts, uncles visiting. So there, you realize that's mm. bigger than you at some point. And it changed the whole way I look at things. You know, you obviously get a little more serious because you appreciate life in a new way. And now I, I dedicated the years to just working because of the mental health podcast and the entrepreneurship because it gives back through shared stories similar to what you both are doing. You're giving back through other people's stories, breaking that mental health stigma. And, you know, my whole life, I went in the corner office at the finance job. And then I finally got a taste of it after, you know, everything was done. And I was as unhappy as I ever was. So now I, and you know, it's challenging to take jobs with an MBA, humble myself to start as a service assistant in a restaurant uh, or teach English online, you name it, just piecing it together to make the dream come true. Because I know at the end of the day, I will generate revenue just as much, probably way more than I would have in the nine to five. And I would have been limited. Right now, I'm slowly making some progress, breaking mental health stigma with the kids and the schools as covid passes i hope we can get in there a lot more and make a bigger difference yeah mm, totally there's i mean there's just like when when you're sharing the story like in my mind there's so many different types of anxiety right like there's the there's the like processing what happened and then figuring out like okay who do i want to be based on the situation like you were motivated from the situation to help others and highlight mental health Right. Because I don't know if everyone would do that. Like, you know, there's a lot to process there. That's a, a really, um, just crazy situation to be in. Um, but also then, you know, you're talking about like, you have an MBA, right. And then you're like taking restaurant jobs and I can totally, I don't have an MBA, but I have a BA. I can totally relate to that where it's like, wait a second, I put all this money into college and now I'm like being a server. And even though I enjoyed serving, right. It was like this thing where I had to come to grips or understanding with like, no, I'm okay with making these choices because I have a bigger vision, you know? And so I just like, I just heard so many different ways anxiety can pop up in this story too. I tend to unintentionally minimize the severity of my situation. I try to be humble about it as much as I can. And I've always people I brushed off, you know, I was hit by a car, I almost died. And people are like, slow down, you know, what? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I've, it certainly set me on a whirlwind. And once you get a little traction in anything, you keep going. And I've been kept going, but not even about the money with the college degree. My takeaways are more than just the direct job field, it's the network, it's the ability to learn who I was. And those two years after my brain injury in MBA mm. school, I learned that maybe I'm not meant for that particular role the rest of my life being in the desk and that's fine for some people what works for some work doesn't work for others what some people love others hate and that's yeah. cool I found I'm more personable outside the office and I love influencing kids because 
of my situation where I knew nothing about mental health before my accident. It was not in schools at all. Yeah. Uh, traumatic brain injuries, something I suffered. And that's a severe head injury for who's listening on and hasn't heard of it, a TBI. Yeah. I never met anyone while I was in the hospital that had it and how much further that would have taken me just to know what to expect. Doctors say you may get this, 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 but you don't know. And they don't know because they didn't have it. They can't resonate on that firsthand level. So giving back to my story, especially as a man, now there are more men speaking out for sure. Mm-hmm. But, you know, be a voice for others and then they choose to become a voice and it takes a village. We know the quote for mental health. Uh, mm-hmm. and we're just three people in it, but we're doing <laughs> more than three persons worth of work, I think. Yes. Well, we can all do our part for sure. That's right. Do our best. Um, Okay. So I I get the very great sense and I know I'm not making a stretch here that you are highly organized, right? I'm hearing about the whiteboard and just like, ah, the post-it note at the end of the day. And I was supposed to go home in my sweatpants and hang out with my dog. And like, I could totally relate to all of those things. Um, So like share with our listeners a little bit about like what goes on in your mind or your body or your behaviors when say you are unable to tackle that last thing or if anxiety crops up because you didn't finish everything you wanted to for the day. And now it's got to be pushed off to tomorrow. So like when you experience anxiety and you're unable to say, like, have your go-tos like right there, like what goes through your mind? I think it's through trial and error and quote unquote failing so many times. I found that, okay, you have to accept the point you're at in the day. I'm accepting that this is all I'm going to get done today. But then this leads into my morning routine. I know we spoke in the past about this, where if I don't get some things done, before I go to bed, I write down the three most important things I need to do on a piece of paper, put the first thing on my desk. When I wake up, there's no phone, there's no email, there's nothing. I'm attacking those three tasks. And then once you get those done, you'd be surprised how super quick you are when there's not one distraction. You just tell, mentally tell yourself there's no emails, there's no text. We'll wait, mm. no social media. You get those done, then I take that deep breath, usually just, and that's, that's okay, but it leads into the whiteboard because throughout the day, I have the L-shaped desk. I'm all over the place. But then at the end of the day or before I leave the house, I make sure I pack up, clean up and get it all tidy. Because when I get back, it's going to be like a toddler is playing with toys in there again. (laughs) Soon. uh, I'm so impressed by that focus. Yeah. yeah. Abby and I could use some. (laughs) I need to attend the Vincent school of focus. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't always like that. I mean, after college. You think that like the party like yours, that's the social life. That's just something that's forever. And for most it is, but for me, I don't, not that I, I'm not sober, you know, I just don't choose to drink. I would hang over three days for me is, is not an option. I have too much going on always between my own gigs and my side gigs. And now with COVID knock on wood, moving past us, I'm trying to have the ability to network as much as I can to get in these schools and yeah. really get this career going. It's very hard to explain to people who haven't founded a company the struggles of how long things take in the beginning of your journey I mean I've written four books and I've had Dalai Lama speakers in these books and I've connected with other traumatic brain injury patients in these books you name it I've tried to get as full circle mental health as you can but as a solopreneur there's budgets and your reach is only so far as your networks are doing guest podcasts is huge my own podcast I work as hard as I can to make sure that keeps going just because I believe it only takes one in life. It could take one person to change your life. One person hears it. One person meets you. One referral from you. Uh, I just, I love the ideas of the podcast because we're able to touch people not only across the globe, but people you have not, you've never met and you never would have met them if it wasn't for this platform. Yeah. I just got yeah. a full body chill. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I just, I love that you said before, it's like this one person that you'd never met had changed your life. Right. Cause you never thought about mental health until after this accident. And now here you are, right. However many books and doing your thing in the world later, doing your best to, to make a difference in, in your life. So you can make a difference in other people's lives. Um, and you just said, again, it takes one person to change your life. It's just like that sort of full circle mentality. is just so powerful. I mean, yeah. when you speak, there could be a thousand people in the room, but unfortunately, the, you know, some people aren't paying attention, some are on the phone, whatever, but you have that one person that comes shake your hand at the end and says, thank you so much for what you said. Mm-hmm. That pushes you, like, a, I'm sure a little kid come up to hug you at the end of class, you know, that's oh, something yeah. powerful, pushes you to the next one, you want to do the next one better, make more value in it for your consumer, your audience. And I think that's finally where I'm at uh, with the, the next book. It's going to be really, really exciting. The final age group for mental health. Uh, we'll touch on that at the end, I'm sure. Yeah. But I'm really... Uh, I'm excited to just find more ways to interact with other mental health advocates. As I mm-hmm. mentioned today in the books, I'm just trying to bring people together and 
help out this next generation. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's really it, right? When we grow up not being taught about mental health and not being taught about feelings and emotions and being told to suppress and dismiss and, and all of that, you know, it's a lot for us to untangle as adults when we're older and we're like, wait a second, (laughs) this is anxiety. And this is something that needs to be cared for and acknowledged. And, you know, and so I really, I really love how passionate you are about helping the younger generations because uh, I mean, they needed it before the pandemic, but with the pandemic, like they so need so much more support. And the first part is like awareness and talking about it and like normalizing it, right? Like we all have our struggles and it's okay to talk about and okay to share with others. Um, Well, the reason your show is so valuable too is because yeah, there's the internet now, there's so much information, but there's so much wrong information, incorrect information and misleading information. So both of you producing the show as often as you do, it goes so far because you're giving people the right information and they know how to, I guess, react to that information properly if they're not getting fed BS or lies or what have you. Yeah. I mean, we're not saying, hey, we're going to fix your anxiety. Like we never say, or hey, let's, we're going to give you a quick fix for your mental health, right? Like, we don't want that at all. We don't really believe in that. I'll speak yeah. for me nope. and Margo here. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's just like normalizing it and, and understanding it. So then people can figure out what's right for them next. Yeah. Very well mm-hmm. said. Love you that. know, I want to keep on this thread. You know, you mentioned before about um, your morning routine and how impactful that's been for your anxiety journey and just, you know, your journey with mental health. So share with our listeners a little bit about this morning routine and also some of your other go-to strategies for coping with your anxiety. I'd love to, and it's certainly evolved through entrepreneurship. You go through these phases and these waves, but for me right now, whenever I wake up, which is typically around two thirty-three, I run the 12 hour workday, three to three. That's my most productive hours in the morning. I leverage that. But when I wake up, I set a 15 minute alarm. So there's no screen time for 15 minutes. I find that really helps my eyes as they're getting shot from the staring at the screen all day. And it helps lengthen my day, I find. But in that 15 minutes, I'll do little tasks, making my bed, finish tidying up my computer area, some dishes, what have you, just goals to get the momentum rolling in the right direction, some accomplishment tasks, check it off the list, check it off the to-do list, just get that ball rolling in the right direction. Once I start working, I already know what I'm going to start for the day because I planned it out the night before. I do a 50-minute alarm, take my eyes off the computer, and then maybe one more 50-minute alarm than the gym or just the gym, depending on the workload. And then I go home from the gym feeling great, get my breakfast in, get my shower in, and then it's back right again. With the time block, I got my whiteboard, and I just don't even stress. It's just hit it right to it. I worked very hard to not pick up my phone unless I'm posting, which is very minimal, unfortunately, right now due to everything else in life. But just really doing my best to keep the distractions away. I eventually stopped going out at night where after looking at not caring about the Instagram pictures and the stories and all these things you see because I'm so addicted to my dream. I'm so addicted to Mm. making these goals come to fruition. Some goals take a year, some take two years, some take 10 years. And they always say entrepreneurship, it might take you 10 years. To really generate the revenue you want, not just make a difference and do good things. Uh, it's, It's just waking up exciting every day. And I can't imagine having gone another way where I was just getting a set number of money on Friday and cashing out and having the weekend to go turn off. For me, it doesn't turn off. My mental health day is different every week. Some weeks it's a Tuesday. Some weeks during football season to watch my Jets lose, it's a Sunday. (laughs) New Yorker here too, so (laughs) both of us. Every week it's going to be different that day where through trial and error, I learned I can't go seven days in a row that one day off or at least the majority of the day off. I don't even open the computer, keep a notepad nearby. I'll write down what what I'm thinking. And then when I get back to it to organize, we're all good. But just taking that rest, I always come back so much more rejuvenated than I thought I would have, even though I, while you have a million things to do, Stepping back, reevaluate, focus, it really goes a long way for me, at least. Yeah. Wow. I mean, first of all, I'm just like blown away listening to like your routine and like your dedication and your discipline. Like (laughs) you have very strong discipline skills, like, (laughs) you know, like not touching your phone for the first 15 minutes is pretty, at least for me, really challenging, right? When you first wake up in the morning and like not just getting stuck scrolling through Instagram and, 
you know, like I, I really like the discipline that you have to follow through on your dream is just, it's just powerful and inspiring. Um, Thank you very much. I want to make sure I heard this correctly. You wake up between 2.30 and 3 a.m. every day. I knew that's what you were going to ask. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it used to be worse. I So there was a point in my grandmother's dementia was increasing steadily and I was down in Florida. I was doing real estate, my books, all of that. So I didn't have a direct obligation to a company. So I was back and forth for about eight months, you know, a couple of weeks there, a week here, vice versa. And I couldn't have the corporate job or whatever. So I started teaching English online. And 12 hours ahead in Beijing is their time. So 4 a.m. is their 4 p.m., vice versa. Ah. So I was always an early bird, as even yeah. a little kid with my dad before work, all that good stuff. But I got into this routine where disciplined, and then I got to plan a fitness membership because they're 24 hours. And then I'm going to the gym at crackhead hours, you know, two o'clock in the morning, and there's three people in the gym. It's like a wild thing. That's a and lot, actually, for that time of the morning. I was oh, like yeah. waiting for you to, to say crunch- you were the only one. I go to Crunch Fitness over here and I'm there between three and five and there's 15, 20 people there. Wow. Wow. Yeah, with night schedules. (laughs) But I had to get, you know, you make sacrifices if you really wanted enough. And unfortunately, it's like a cliche, but people don't really make the sacrifices they need to get out of the situation they're in or create a new situation. I know mine's going to be slower. I know most people aren't going to see it because they don't think outside the box or they do things a certain way. I have a very big vision. I'm very broad and I have my plan is there's so many steps and for this entrepreneur for my brand before hopefully one day I have a company to sell to someone else just as inspiring that wants to make a difference. Yeah. But right now there's just so much to do. And other than being patient, I have to just stay on top of myself, hold myself accountable. Totally. Uh, yeah. I, we, oh, sorry, Ab, were you going to ask a question? No, I no, just, okay. I just so love this. I know it's crazy. Yeah. So I want to, I want to make just, I recently went to a workshop about time management because this is a big struggle for me and Abby. I know it could speak for both of us. We both share <laughs> yeah. this. And so like, you know, we're, we're small business owners. We're independent contractors. We're doing our thing in the world. And so like, for me, this was something I really want to try to do better at. I want to, I want to learn more about it. And so I really value everything you're saying about the, just the impact that a very strong, and it sounds kind of rigid, but if it works for you, then great routine that you have. And she, this person that was leading this seminar was like, you should have 15 minute time blocks for your entire day. Yep. Mm. It's like, if that one thing you're doing is literally one thing in that 15 minutes. And if that one thing is eating breakfast, then that's great. Write it down. I'm like, I have to write down that I'm having breakfast at 7am. She's like, yeah, write it down. And then commit to it. And if you have to change it, then work, then you, then you write down that it had to change and where is it going? Right. It's like, I if I decided that. I wanted to do my walk, my dog first and then have breakfast. Cause I had, you know, loose energy or whatever, like, and so it's a new skill that I'm, it's a new muscle I'm trying to work out. And so like, I just feel very inspired listening to how rigid and rigid just sounds so inherently negative. So I'm struggling yeah, to come yeah. up with another word, but like it's serious, it's rigid, but it's, it does feel good so far. I will say like being able to block out my time in that way, even if it's writing down stupid stuff, like, you know, stare at my phone for 10 minutes. Like I'm going to schedule that into my day and that's okay. And then I wind up not having guilt about looking at my phone. Yeah. Right. It's like, so I just love the empowering nature of being able to say like, yeah, this is when I wake up because these are the, my peak hours. Maybe that doesn't work for Abby or myself, but like what does work for us? And I just love exactly. that um, you found what works for you. And, and that's all any of us can hope for in our anxiety journey and in our mental health journey. Um, okay. So beautifully too, where every, it doesn't work for some, doesn't work for everyone. And that's okay. Some people are night owls. I mean, yeah. I get made fun of if I'm out at my side gig at the restaurant. I am uh i'm in bed at 8 30 the latest I'm, I'm in bed i'm getting my eight hours in at get up at three or two whatever it is and i'm, awesome. I'm good to go <laughs> so awesome it really is yeah. so i just love how every one of our guests shares such different things in this yeah. like, part of this question it's like what do you do to, to cope with your stress your anxiety your mental health and everyone shares something so unique and so yeah i value you bringing that back up too because we all need something different and there's nothing there's no one way to go about navigating life um all right so you are obviously just such a huge mental health advocate. You're a published author many times over. So like, tell us a little bit, tell our listeners what you wish your readers to gain from reading about your story and from reading about your mental health journey. Like if you could impart 
like one solid message, what would it be? I hope that you can just take my story and realize you're not alone in whatever you're going through. You may not be going through the same exact adversity, but you can read my story and to not brag or anything. I was a miracle recovery. They didn't know if I would make it through the first evening. And my back was against the wall. I couldn't even walk. I thought I was in kindergarten. The list can go on, but they, at the end of the day, they may be more severe than other excuses, but they can be used as an excuse. You're still alive. That's a reason to keep going. And for me, my mom was in the hospital with me for that entire stay. So it wasn't just me going through all of that. It was my family, my friends. It was senior year. It was a few days before what should have been my last semester. So it was a very exciting time that got thrown upside down. Mm-hmm. And then you got to move forward. Everybody goes through adversity. And of course, it's easier said than done to put in your rearview mirror. It affects us all differently. We've all been through different situations. We've all come from different places, different backgrounds, different even countries sometimes, but at the end of the day, we are all still human. So when you read my story, uh, Left for Dead is the first one. It's a full breakdown of who I am to introduce you to the world with a hospital stay where my mom wrote down everything I said, did, ate, and that messed up on for two weeks just to give you the strength that when you go through something, it may be just like this. Maybe so bad you're riding an arm bicycle in the morning to regain your motor skills, thinking you're in kindergarten. But at the end of the day, now I'm a 30-year-old published author, and I'm able to break mental health stigma every day through different interviews with her mind or lucky enough to be on a show like yours. And who knows how far we'll come another year or two if we don't keep going. So at least do it for yourself, if mm. not your family, if not your friends, if not everybody else rooting you on, whether it's silently or not. Yeah, I, I love this piece that you've shared a couple of times about how your mom was there with you. It's just like, I mean, I can't imagine her stress and her anxiety and everything, but yeah. also just the the power of the relationship and that your mom was there supporting you and cheering you on and documenting it all, you know, yeah. um, is just like, it just, I mean, it gives me chills. I don't really have words for it. It just really deeply touches me. Um, but I also just, I really love what you said is like, what you want your readers to get is that they're not alone, even if it's not the same situation, right? And that is like so much of mental health is like in our different experiences, we can feel so alone in them, but we all, we all share this, you know, there's something (laughs) we all share in this common humanity and in navigating our mental health. And I just think it's so beautiful. And it's such a powerful reminder, like over and over and over again, we're not alone in this. We might not have the same situation, but we do have each other and can have each other as community. Mm -hmm. Yeah, community, the value of community has come up with every single one of our guests, certainly um, work people, family, friends. I mean, just just being able to have a support system of folks that um, may not have experienced what we have, but can love us through it. And um, and we can all kind of be there for each other. Right. That's what that's community. That's community. So beautiful. I'm glad you brought that up, Abby. Um, All right, Vincent. So you can go back in time and speak to a younger version of yourself. What would you tell him? It's going to take time because everything you want overnight. I was also lucky enough. I started speaking. I was getting $2,000 here, $2,000 here, you know, using my network for an hour of my time. I'm like, if this is happening now, I don't need to do free gigs anymore. I'm, I'm already on the moon. And meanwhile, if I had done maybe even five or 10 more engagements for free, just got my name out in the community, it would have gone from 10 to 20 so much quicker. But you live and you learn, you go through all these trials and tribulations, not only as a business owner, but as a person. And mm-hmm. through traumatic brain injury recovery, you know, a lot's changed. Uh, still the same person I feel, but I just have this whole new outlook on life. And m- many don't really see it. Uh, I appreciate life in a different way. I don't waste time doing things I don't want to do. I mm-hmm. very just focused on what I'm here for. And right now I've learned that my purpose is most likely helping others feel more comfortable speaking about their mental health, more comfortable on their own business journey and overall just more confident in life that, Hey, I'm still breathing. I got this. I may have to make some changes. I may have to figure out how to do it differently, but if I give myself the confidence, I I can do it. Yeah. Wow. I'm still breathing. I got this. That's gonna, that's gonna stick (laughs) with me. Yeah. I like the, it's, it's, it's going to take time. 
right? Yeah. Like, cause sometimes we get so excited for stuff and we just like want it instantly. You know, we go on Amazon and we can get it in a day, right? But, <laughs> but small Wild, businessing yeah. and entrepreneurship is like, no, we don't have an Amazon cart for that. Like we have to like put in the practice and put in the patience and go through the process and really know that it's going to take time to get where we want to go. Um, and then I love that you added the like, and you live and you learn, right? So part of the process and part of the taking the time is learning while you do it, you know, so you can apply what you've learned to the next step on the journey. Um, yeah, so good. So good. Yeah. All right. So we are warriors here. We call ourselves anxiety warriors. It's, it makes us feel stronger and more capable and, um, more confident in the fact that we have this shared humanity, right? It's, it may not be anxiety. It may just be understanding our mental health better and, and making space for it and, and continuing the conversation around destigmatizing it like you do as well. So what does being an anxiety warrior mean to you? It means not letting your anxiety ever define you find ways to mitigate it. As we spoke about the whole show, find ways to not let it define you, but to, for you to define it, you know, it's coming. So what I know what I'm going to do to counteract it. And again, being an anxiety war, I think speaks that you realize you're not alone. You've yeah. spoken about it. You're getting your story out there and you're finding ways to hear other stories. I'm learning from you both the whole episode and just that it's never going to overcome you as best you can. That is. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Sparkles. Yeah. Sparkles. <laughs> not, not going to let you, uh, not letting it define you. I love that. And like, as you were speaking, I just like kind of pictured, I don't even know, like martial arts or like, <laughs> I know it's coming and like, you yes. have a block up. Right. And then like, but we're ready. You're just, yeah. You're like prepared for it. You know, it doesn't mean you're going to like beat it down, but you know, like how to move with it. Like, Oh, it's coming. Okay. Maybe I just got to move to the side or, you know, I just, yeah. the way you said it, I just, I had this whole vision in my mind <laughs> of just moving with it. Yeah. It's like, I know it's coming, but so what? I think is what you said. It's yeah. just, oh, that's powerful. Right. That's powerful. Right. I'll turn my phone off on airplane mode sometimes if I don't want the outs. If I feel like I'm anxiety, I'll just turn my phone off. I'm done with work for the day. I don't, I don't have anybody to speak with. It can email me and I'll get to it tomorrow. Yes. <sighs> oh, that's so boundaries, there. right? You need boundaries mm -hmm. to well, not too long health. though, where I, I let keep people waiting, then the inbox builds up, of course. But if I can't answer the sure. email right away, I don't want to, you know, half the answer to you. Got to give it the time it deserves. And if I'm not in the right headspace, then I, I've learned from being, you know, making rash decisions if I'm busy or angry. And nope, just let it sit, get to it in the morning. Yeah. The world isn't going to end if you don't send that email. <laughs> that's right. really, that's always my narrative. I'm like, <laughs> I, I can put this off till tomorrow. This person probably isn't really thinking that hard about it. Right. So, um, okay. All right. So Vincent, this has been such a great episode so far. So much fun. Um, or at least maybe not so much fun yet. Although I feel very energized after listening to your story. Um, we don't always, sometimes, you know, the main part of the interview ends and it's kind of like, Ooh, that was heavy or that was intense. And everyone's story is that to a certain extent, but, yeah. um, I don't know. I feel very energized. So I'm excited to get into lightning round questions lightning round. Right. where we are going to just, that's our lightning sound <laughs> that you can tell we, we have all the, all the, um, technology capabilities here. <laughs> um, so Abby and I are just going to go back and forth and ask you a fun, get to know Vincent kind of question. Mm -hmm. And you do not have to answer quickly. You can take a pause, take a breath, take a beat and, All uh, right. and share. All right. So ready to have some fun. Let's do it. All right. Okay. You want to go? You want me to go? I want you to go. You're on okay. Time. I'll go. All right. So you host podcasts. Yes. Um, so, but let's just pretend that your podcast is about anything and everything. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you could have any guest on your podcast to talk about anything, who would your dream guest be? And if you want to do like your top three, you can do top three because I always have a hard time picking one. So <laughs> this is a good question, Abby. Yeah. And it's interesting because I've never thought about this, even though I do ask something similar. I've, <laughs> I've never put myself on that other side. Um, let's see. I think I could start with one off the bat. And it was a recent spotlight story I looked into is Jackie Chan. And the reason ah. I said this is because I discovered he had a traumatic brain injury as well. 
I learned mm-hmm. that obviously he does all his own stunts and he doesn't want stunt doubles, but there's a film where he actually almost died apparently. And he had this traumatic brain injury. So I love to hear how he rebounded what he went through and how all that really happened because he obviously kept thriving and winning until his seventies or he's, he's just crushing life. So it'd be great to hear and strictly on the TBI reasoning there. Yeah. Um, Love that. That's um, a great choice. I'm sure he'd be such an interesting guest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, Okay. If you could attempt any profession other than your own, you're no longer an author. You're no longer a podcast host. You're not doing any of those things. You could attempt literally anything in the world. You don't have to be good at it either, or maybe you step into it and you're automatically good. It's just natural (laughs) talent. Like what would like your alternate universe dream profession be? Well, I would say athlete, but I'm five foot six. So I can't say that. (laughs) Wait, wasn't there? Wrestlers are kind of small, right? I I feel like I remember a really like short basketball player. It wasn't Scotty Pippen. Yes. He he was like an outlier. Uh, (laughs) Any job that I could do. Hmm. And you would be automatically good at it too. Automatically good at it. I think acting would be fun to Mm. be in all these cool roles. Uh, you know, growing up on the awesome Adam Sandler movies, I think it would be fun to have played some of those roles. <laughs> okay, now follow up question: What's your favorite Adam Sandler movie? Mm. Oof, loaded question. Yeah, um, is it though? Off the bat, I mean, I recently watched Happy Gilmore, so that's on my mind. But I still think <laughs> Billy Madison is like number yeah. one. Oh man, yeah. He's, yeah. he's, you know, he's got a lot of range. I will say mm-hmm. I wasn't a huge fan of some of, I loved him on SNL, but I didn't love a lot of his early movies, but in more recent years, he's impressive. I, I'm, I'm kind he of owns the happy Madison company, I think, which is all that, that crew, the crew that does all those movies. Yeah. Together. They're all, you know, they're all those awesome guys that are hysterical. Yeah. So um, good. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. Abby. Okay. All right. Um, so good. And also, just so you know, I'm like five one, so I feel you. <laughs> you know, what can? Where does my height limit me? Um, all right. So, yeah, let's see. What is your favorite music to work out to? You talked about going to the gyms very early in the morning. Um, do you bring your own music? Do you just listen to what Planet Fitness has? And what is your favorite music to work out to? I listen to a hip hop shuffle, a rap playlist, different artists that I'm interested in. Um, there's no more Planet Fitness flow anymore, unfortunately, because I'm not near one and I don't have that extreme schedule anymore. Um, Crunch over here. Crunch. I don't know if they have that up in New York. Crunch is a yeah. cheaper gym, but it's really nice. It's brand new and they're open 24 hours on a, the opening, the beginning of the week. But on the weekends, they keep me modest and I have to go at, you know, seven o'clock. <laughs> seven. Oh, those terrible people over at yeah. Crunch. Just so lazy. Seven a.m. <laughs> yeah. Half your Hopefully. day is already gone at that point. Right. Your day right. is I'm half re- over. It's I already am half. I'm almost ready for lunch. <laughs> it's like my mom's schedule. <laughs> my mom's up at the crack of dawn. She's eating lunch at like eight. Um, uh, that's somewhat of an exaggeration. Okay. So what is the weirdest thing that you've ever seen or done on Zoom? Oh my god! Oh, all right. So I can. I actually have a pretty good one. I've never really spoken about this. I was teaching the online English classes, and this student had his headphones in, like you can't see, but the big headphones on, and he was facing one way, and the dad or the the man of the house, whatever brother, was behind him, facing the kid couldn't see. He was facing one way, the dad was facing the other way, and he was hitting a bong and blowing it out a window, <laughs> right right out the window. And I and I I, I was Dude. dumb. I was dumbfounded. I literally couldn't believe what I was watching. Wow. It was a 30 minute lesson online and, and then it would happen again. Like 10 minutes later, this oh guy just blow, had a little window and he was standing up with this little bong. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> just I never th- got addressed. I'm like, do, do I like say something? Right. <laughs> like, I, I, it's not my kid, but I don't think. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm like, what crazy Zoom things have I had? But I can't really think of anything. That's a good, yeah. good question. <laughs> I had one guy like tell me like, just so you know, I'm not in my boxers. Just I know people do that on Zoom. Like I'm not I am wearing. I'm like, okay, you, 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 you just made have, a weirder guy. You, yeah, you, you just made it very awkward through this. Yeah, right. Yeah. I didn't I, need I, you to I, reassure me. I, I would oh, just God. assume you're wearing some kind of some kind of pants. I don't know. Right, right. <laughs> I just assume that. I love that. We all just are assuming we're all wearing pants right now. <laughs> <laughs> I was Nobody stand away. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
funny. Oh my gosh. Okay. So final question. So you said that if you could have another profession, it would probably be acting. So if you could replace an actor in a TV show or a movie, who would you replace? What TV show would it be or what movie and who would it be? I think I would take any character in Entourage. Do you remember Entourage? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, Jerry Ferrara is like a young guy yeah. and Vinny Chase and Johnny <laughs> Drama. That show was, one of the, I rewatched that probably a thousand times. It's, wow. Entourage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, right. I don't have anything to play it with right now, but the DVD sets are still out. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. love that. Okay. So any character you take any, or, or we could, um, we Tony could just Sopra- be Tony Soprano and the Sopranos. That would be iconic, mm, right? Definitely rest iconic. In, rest, rest in peace. I don't know if you were fans, but the movie came out and it wasn't that it was disappointing. I just, ex- just expected a Soprano movie and it was another character, Moldasanti story. Uh <laughs> was the was the movie it was on. So that was a it was, nice. uh, it was okay. That was still good. Yeah. Yeah, it's always hard when they come out with stuff after the fact. You're like, uh, is, yeah. it, gra- it? is, is it, it a money again? grab? Do I watch it? Right, right, right. I, di- I didn't see the new Matrix. I was going to. I was. We, I watched we heard those. disappointing things. Yeah, the second, the, the after ones. But hey, good for them. Yeah, right. I mean, right. They're going to do what they're going to do, whether yeah. or not we watch. They're going to make the millions of dollars no matter what. So, yeah. All right. Do I have one more? You have one more. Okay. Here's my last or the last question. Last question. All right. Last question. Okay. What is the best advice you've ever been given? Hmm. I think it goes back to what I said before, where it only takes one and it originates from baseball. Actually, my we were very competitive, younger, playing every day of the week. We were going to the William. We won our district for the Williamsport tournament that's on TV, the Lily World Series. You know, if we won New York State, maybe four wins later, we would have been on TV. Yeah. Um, my manager, Coach Tom, it only takes one, you know, one hit, one error, one yeah. something, and the game's all changed. And that applies mm. really everywhere I go, where one person listening to this podcast could reach out to me that's a superintendent or something and want to bring me in for their students, or a teacher want to buy some books for their class, or you name it, you never know who's on the other end of the mic. That's you right. want to be on as many as you can guesting, but you don't want to overload yourself, of course. And with me right now, it's grind time and my part-time opportunity. So all my podcasts are lined up like this today, Zooms today, and just how bad do you want it? Do you want to make time or do you not want to make time? And for me, yeah. this is something I was honored and humbled to be asked on. I had such a good time with Margo on my shows uh, with her book and the mental health journey. Mm-hmm. She did it all for me. So I'm honored to be back here right now and speak <laughs> yes. to your audience a little bit. So thank you again to you both. Thank oh my you. gosh, it's been such a joy. So much fun. Um, all right, so before we ask you to share with our audience where they can find you and all the um, amazing stuff you have going on in the world. We'd love to ask all of our guests to share a win of the week, just like something awesome, positive that uh, went your way this mm-hmm. week. Win of the week, I had a former ghost email I thought was ghosting me. I had a very interesting business opportunity, present international opportunity, and people get busy, so you don't know if they're ghosting or not. And I, I reached right. back out just following up. And she said, thank you so much for following up. I've been so busy, blah, blah, blah. So tomorrow, actually, as we're recording this now, we have our Zoom at 12 o'clock. Yeah. She's on West Coast, so 9 a.m. for her. And I'm hoping it comes a little more to fruition. It's yeah. a very That's big opportunity awesome. with the books. And uh, just like everything else, got to stay patient, optimistic. Yes. Um, I have my cold networking. I'm, everything I do is cold. You know, cold everything. I take 1% <laughs> and then move forward. But um, you know, you just got to use it as practice for the next one. Every no is a practice for the next yes. And eventually I know it's going to snowball where I'm going to get three or four in a row and then things are just going to change. But for right now, we're just going to keep focused on the mission. Totally. Yeah. yeah. All right, Vincent. So tell our listeners where they can find you, you know, give us the lowdown on all the things. Yeah. Easiest place. Thank you for the opportunity to do so is Vincent, a Lancy.com V I N C E N T a L-A-N-C-I. My handles are at Vincent A. Lancy. If you're on YouTube, please give me a follow and I'll give me a follow back on there. I love interacting with people on YouTube. I had the shiny object syndrome on Instagram for way too long. Never, <laughs> le- never led to any revenue or anything. And now you lose followers every day. You don't post the algorithm. I was the hardest hundred subscribers I've gotten. I'm at like 98 or 99, but I host a writing show on there that is video. Margo was a guest on there. I have some clips from my podcast, my speaking engagements, a lot of exclusive stuff I've been putting on there. 
stay tuned for some more good stuff as uh, book number five, the mommy and me mental health book through early reader is set to come out this year. We've had some illustration delays and some other issues, but that's entrepreneurship. You got to keep the ball rolling. Yes. Now it's just going to come out this year and holiday season. We're working on a kid's toy, which is exciting too. Can't say too much about that, wow. but um, there's some exciting stuff in the works. Uh, and again, I just want to thank you both for the opportunity to join your show, speak to your audience. I've had a great time with you. And I look forward to seeing what's next from you both. Yes. And yeah. back at you. This yes. has been such a joy. Um, I'm leave. I'm going to leave this zoom with like, like, Oh my God, what else, what haven't I done for my business today? Yeah. <laughs> like, just like yeah. looking around for some more stuff to do. I feel so motivated. So thank yeah. you for that. Thank yeah. you for the kind words. Motivated. Um, and like, how can, how can I improve my discipline? Like there's a yeah. step I can take, oh, you know, love everyone it. go follow Vincent on social and YouTube. Mm-hmm. He has such inspiring content over there. Um, all right, Vincent. Well, thanks again so much for being on anxiety warriors podcast. We really appreciate your time. Hey, thank you everyone for everyone listening on. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Bye. Oh my gosh, Warriors. What an episode. Yeah. I, I mean, Vincent, I think is the most driven, passionate, like just energizing speaker mm-hmm. we've had when it comes to everything he shared. It's just, he was just dripping, like oozing with like, positivity and just like, he's such a self-starter and motivated. And it's just, oh my gosh, it just blows my mind. Like re-listening to his whole journey. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's just so, so powerful, um, to take like one moment in your life and have it totally transform you into this way where he's just so driven to fulfill his dream. It's just yeah, yeah really powerful. Most focused person. I mean, explaining to like two adult women with ADHD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How like it's just like, oh man, he's really shed so much light into um all of the things that I think that many people out there, many warriors listening, I'm sure could relate to. Mm-hmm. But I mean, one of my big takeaways from this conversation is just how you can take even the worst, most scary, horrific experience of your life and keep moving forward after that and just have the mentality of, well, that's in the past. And all I can do is do my best every day and keep showing up and being my best, the best version of me. So I can hopefully help others to be the best versions of themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's so powerful. Like not dwelling in the past, but taking that moment and launching off into the future. Um, you know, kind of with that, you know, um, one of the takeaways for me also was like, it doesn't matter how much we try to be safe (laughs) and, Mm. you know, it doesn't mean like go do the riskiest stuff possible. Right. But it doesn't matter. Like he took all the steps that we were told to do to keep ourselves safe and it still didn't keep him safe. And so that whole, like, just like life's going to throw stuff at you. You know, you have these expectations and they don't work out that way. And then it like ties ties into your takeaway of, okay, when that thing happens, you have a choice, you know? And he, I mean, he has some really like powerful mental strength to choose to focus moving forward. Yeah. Right. And the level of focus and discipline, it's just, it, to me, it was a really helpful reminder that as you kind of just reframed beautifully, it's like, we all have decisions to make every day. Mm -hmm. And I might have a beautiful, pretty in a bow laid out plan for my day, for my business, for, you know, what I want to accomplish in life, or even on a smaller scale, like, what do I want to make for breakfast? And Mm -hmm. I could just like wallow in the uncertainty and the worry and the, well, what if I ate that? Or what if I don't do this? And can that person wait for me to email them till tomorrow? Like all the things, all the thoughts, but he speaks in such a way that reminds me like, okay, I can actually take control of all of it by simply just being really organized yes. and writing all the things down, right? Like he talked about that whiteboard several times and I was just kind of like, I love that just yeah. as a, as a, as a tool to kind of just help my anxious mind potentially mm-hmm. with like, what's going on with my day. Cause I write a lot, obviously as a journaler and a, you know, a writer myself. And so like, to me, it's always pen and paper, but maybe mm-hmm. the whiteboard where you can kind of make those changes without having to cross things out. Mm-hmm. Sounds like it might be yeah. helping me with my own stuff. Yeah. 
if you do it, you have to let us know how it goes. <laughs> I will I'll be like, yeah. um, Vincent, this didn't work out for me so well, but I'm so <laughs> glad it worked for you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that was actually one of my takeaways too, is the two-parter. Um, the one is just like, you know, the discipline and the dedication, right? Like that so stuck out to me. And, and part of the discipline is being extremely organized and then following through on it. Right. And one of the things I really appreciated was that he says he does it the night before. Mm -hmm. So he plans his day the night before. So I feel like, okay, that is something that I could work on rather than doing it in the moment during today. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, so I really like that, but also kind of what you're saying is like, you'll try it out maybe and see how it goes. And I really like how both in his convert in our conversation with him. And even now it's like, there's no one size fits all. Right. It's just, we try it out. We give it time. Right. Mm -hmm. We move past the newness phase of it. And see, okay, does this really support us for what we're trying to accomplish? Right. I think the part of, you know, I'm having another takeaway in the takeaways is that, you know, he has a very clear dream and he Mm -hmm. said, I'm addicted to my dream. And so he's much, you know, he always has this way of being able to switch his attention. If something is distracting him and he realizes this doesn't interest me, this is not part of my dream. He can shift his attention back to his dream. And so I guess another takeaway in this moment is just like that compelling vision, that compelling dream that just holds his attention so much that he wants to focus on getting closer to that rather than all of the noise that we can be distracted by in our days. Yeah. It's, it's taking aligned action too, right? It's like, being able to have that rigidity a little bit to keep yourself mm-hmm. on track, but also understanding that sometimes things like those, une- those things we didn't expect, they show up anyway, yeah. causes anxiety or other big feelings or emotions. And so we need to be able to, you know, hit the ground running, even when those roadblocks show up. And I think like all, all that we're saying in, in our, in remembering this chat with Vincent is that we can set ourselves up for the best version of ourselves tomorrow by getting really clear and organized on our vision, our dream, and what we want to accomplish in the near, in the near term and also in the future. Um, another big takeaway for me was he said it so many times. It's just like, it takes one person to change your life, right? Just that concept. And even in our lightning round with the, what's the best advice you've ever been given. It's like, it only takes one. You just don't know who's going to, who's out there listening right now to these takeaways thinking I need one of Vincent's books, or I want to learn more about how he strategizes, like whatever, Mm -hmm. or I want to know more about traumatic brain injury. Who knows? I mean, it only takes one person doing anything to change another person's life. And so that also feels kind of weighty to me, right? It's like, wow, that's a lot of responsibility. That means makes me almost think like every little thing I say and do can be having an impact. And that's true. And so I need to hold that. But at the mm-hmm. same time, I can wield that concept for just the greater good, right? Just yeah. like, yeah, it's a great reminder for me. And for all of us warriors, the things we say and do, do impact our world, our environment, our friends, our family, our community, the people around us. Um, and how can we wield it, right? For, to be the best we can be. Yeah. It's so powerful. Yeah. I mean, that was like my final takeaway too, was that line. I like wrote it and underlined it and, (laughs) you know, like, um, I really appreciated that idea. And, you know, it's one person like to change a life, but, but he didn't say for positive or negative, right. He didn't say for good or for bad, right. Like that holds a lot of power. And when he was talking about that, I did think about like the few people in my life that like, I like treasure and hold very close to my heart because they made such an impact in my life. Right. And there's a lot of people that have made impacts throughout my entire life, but then there's like those ones that like really stay with you. Um, And I guess along with just that, like one person to change a life, the other part that I really liked was um, the be a voice for others so that they can become a voice. Right. That kind of, I feel like ties into the, the one person, right. And Mm -hmm. that one person can be a voice for others until those others find their own voices and stuff. And, and yeah, I mean, he had so many good, like quotes and pieces of advice. And like, I feel like I'm going to have to listen to this multiple times just to really like get it all out and hand write it down and be like, yes. (laughs) Yes. No, it's true. So much, so much quotable content Yeah, and just valuable lessons kind of wrapped up into Mm -hmm. a memorable statement, right? It's like, if you, if you warriors listening, take anything away, it's like our actions, the things we say and do can have a great impact, right. Or can have an impact on the greater good 
or the opposite. And so yeah. that's a choice we have to make and, and we can make it in service of others. Um, and it's clear how dedicated he is to advocating for mental health and destigmatizing, you know, the conversation surrounding mental health. And, um, I have to say too, I, I also felt very appreciated. I know that that sounds really shallow yeah. and whatever, but like he, he said multiple times how grateful he was to be able to chat with us. And that means a lot. So yes. I know you're listening, Vincent. And just for everybody out there, it's like just saying out loud that you're grateful to have the conversation, right. That you're grateful to be heard, that you're grateful for the space. Mm -hmm. it, it can really, it, it could, it can change people's lives. Right. And yes. that's what we're all hoping to do is to even in some small way, have an impact for the greater good on others. Yeah. All right. Well, warriors, we hope that you love this episode as much as we loved having this chat with Vincent. Thank you, Vincent, for being with us. Um, if you would like to connect, join us over on Instagram. We're at anxiety warriors podcast, or you can shoot us an email at anxiety warriors podcast at gmail.com. Shout out your wins of the week, topic ideas for us. Um, hit us up. If you're interested in being a guest on our show, you have an anxiety story or journey that you'd like to share on our platform. We'd love to connect and hear more about your journey. Um, if you can, we know you can please smash that five-star rating on Apple podcasts or Spotify or wherever you tune in like, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and hop on over to the show notes and get yourself some swag, your anxiety warriors podcast swag over mm -hmm. on our threadless shop. We've got some awesome merch over there heading into the warmer months here. It's like, grab yourself like a t-shirt, a tank top, maybe a yeah. beach towel, mm -hmm. you know, something fun with like a cool logo on it. And you'll be supporting us and our show and our work. And we yeah. would so appreciate that. All right, warriors, we love you so much. Thanks for joining with us. Yes, thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We're so grateful y'all are here. Till next time. <laughs>